Hey guys, this is Rianne for the Baseline Podcast and on today's episode I talk to a good friend of mine called Kat. She is the creator of Hatch Athletic which is an online training uh, community and program for women or athletes uh, postpartum, so post-pregnancy. She is a physio and a CrossFit coach herself. Uh, she's an absolutely amazing person and it was such a joy to get to talk to her. We talk about all things kind of strength training and CrossFit and pregnancy, uh, what that looks like for women and just the amount of um, research and effort she's been going into over the last couple of years to kind of bridge that gap between women, pregnancy and strength training which is really cool. We go over a whole bunch of different stuff about pregnancy and just coming back to training as well. Um, But it was so awesome to talk to her. I really enjoyed it and I hope you guys do as well. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay, cool. All right. Hey guys, this is Rianne for the Baseline Podcast. Today I have Kat Suchet. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. It's perfect. Yay. Um, I have known Kat for quite a while and um, I used to know when I lived back down in New South Wales. She's a fantastic athlete. We used to compete in CrossFit together. Um, But she has recently launched something pretty amazing that I wanted to talk to her about. Um, It's an online training program, but... I wanted her to kind of go through and share all those good details with us about what she's doing and why she's doing it. Um, but say, hey, Kat, how you doing? Hey, it's really, really good to be here. Thank you so much for your time and letting me talk to you today. That's okay. We've, um, we've had a bit of back and forth trying to make this happen. So I'm glad that we finally got it all sorted and everything organized. Um, but I wanted you to give us a little bit of a rundown on kind of your history, your training history, how we kind of got to the position that we're in right now. Yeah, sure. Um, My history, my professional history is I'm a physio, um, originally from the UK, but now living in Sydney, New South Wales. Um, I've got about 10 years of clinical experience in what we would call musculoskeletal and neurology experience and that's both with children and adult populations so quite a broad range of um, clinical experience as a physio there Um, and I would say I've always always had a real real passion for promoting good movement patterns in general Um, and I'd say that's probably um, as a result of more than two decades as a dancer when I was younger as well. So that kind of all blends into my love of good movement. And um, so most recently, my clinical experience has turned uh, my attention to women's health. Mm-hmm. Uh, having recently been through my own pregnancy and come out the other side as a physio, I, I felt the need to go in that direction. Yeah. And I guess as a CrossFit athlete, like you mentioned, yeah. and a as well I've been coaching as a in CrossFit um I guess you could say I was fairly competitive at the time perhaps mm-hmm. not so much anymore <laughs> now I've had my baby um I know that feeling but I don't have a baby <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've had my time although I do really want to do some more competitions but yeah back in back in the day we were both we were both really competitive weren't we yeah yeah and, um, and so it's made me want to work with the female athlete population mm-hmm. that are having babies if that makes sense that's sort of where I where I went to yeah my cool. career. um yeah. and with with your your training and your work as a physio did you notice that that tie over was something that really helped you in your coaching and coming out of having your baby yeah massively I think I think it's always helped me as a coach and it's always really enhanced my career as a CrossFit coach massively because you kind of apply all all your knowledge about anatomy and physiology, Mm. but also your knowledge as an athlete and what's needed for certain skills and movements and just sort of blend it all together as as a mix just made it a really, really rewarding job. Yeah. Um, I had this conversation with um, someone recently actually just talking about um like there's there's a very big difference between like not that 
physios who don't train have there's no problem they obviously know a lot more but understanding what it feels like yourself and yeah. then being able to have all the knowledge and the understanding behind that and then coach that makes it just yeah. like this kind of next level um yeah for clients and it's it's a lot easier for you to kind of connect those like coaching cues and understand how people feel and move which is really cool absolutely and I think also from the other perspective as a physio I think being a CrossFit coach also helped yeah because I would get athletes through the door and I would see people with um, various injuries and I would I would actually understand what it was that they were doing and what they needed to get back into and what their goals were Mm. Um, and I could sort of go on that journey with them so I think they both really complemented one another yeah a hundred percent I literally just had one of the girls that I work with she's had previous back injuries and she recently under no like nothing specific happened but she re-injured her back and um, she had gone to uh, a physio or a, it, was, yeah, it was a physio and to no fault of this physio, she just didn't have any experience in CrossFit. Um, but my client was trying to explain like the movements and the things that she was doing and the physio just like wasn't quite understanding what that was. And um, so to have someone specific in that area or to have that crossover I know for guys that do CrossFit or even weightlifting and that kind of thing, it's, it is really important and it does like help so much, yeah. especially if you've, yeah, you've injured yourself as an athlete to be able to explain to them. It's like, I can't just not do anything for eight weeks. <laughs> exactly. It's a mindset thing, isn't it? It's beginning to understand the mindset of this, this population. And it's quite a unique population. I think the CrossFit world. Um, and I think that I, I, I guess organically takes me towards, you know, going through pregnancy and again, beginning to go through this as a CrossFit athlete and realize, oh, this is a totally different mindset. This is, um, this is a whole different ball game. And, um, you know, I'm experiencing this for the first time. And, you know, how, how do I navigate this really? Yeah. And how did, I was, how did you feel coming out of that pregnancy? Because I, I mean... I know a lot of CrossFitters and I know a lot of women that have done the same thing and some of them have struggled, but some have really flourished, you know, I think given the right support, um, the, the ones, the ones that did do really, really well post-pregnancy, even during pregnancy did have a really good support coaching program system in place. Um, but how did you feel yourself knowing you know, being the physio, being the athlete, being the coach, how did you feel? Do you mean, did you mean postpartum? How did I feel afterwards? Yes, yes after, after pregnancy. I think I felt, honestly, at the time, I felt a little bit abandoned <laughs> because you've got, you've got a whole community with you through CrossFit and even through, um, well, depending on how comfortable your pregnancy is, you may be lucky enough to train throughout your pregnancy as well. And then, and then you, uh, I'm afraid to say it, but I hit a, a bit of a brick wall mm -hmm. um, because you can't train and you, your body looks different and it feels different and it's not responding in the way that you're used to. And as someone who's very competitive um, and someone who's very used to um, making changes and manipulating one's body to get results, um, it was quite a, it was quite a change for me. Yeah. And yes, definitely. All the work that I'd done um, pre-pregnancy definitely stood me in good stead. And I was fortunate enough as a physiotherapist and a coach and to be sort of really well embedded in that world hmm. to know where to look and to begin to sort of sift through what I, I would, the darkness, basically. Yeah. I would call it the darkness because <laughs> you're up all night. You're absolutely exhausted. Like I say, you don't know what head and tail is with your training yeah so to know where to even begin um is is tough and, and i found overwhelming totally overwhelming and you're also navigating this whole new identity um of motherhood where training just does not play a part whatsoever mm. uh, and so suddenly you have to make space for training whereas before it might have been your life yeah it's now your extra hobby if you're lucky half an hour to an hour three times a week and yeah. 
company. That's that's a big shift in mindset as well. So I I found a few programs and um, realized that there was this huge, huge gap. And yeah. as a perfectionist and as a coach and as a competitive CrossFitter who's really used to getting under the barbell and doing sort of highly skilled movements, I was very keen to create a program that supported women that had gone that extra that extra athletic mile so to speak yeah. so that they so that they could get back to the sport they loved with a support network of people that kind of got it if yeah that makes sense. and that brings me to the next question which is your program that you have created is uh, specifically for uh, women that have had children and it's called uh, Hatch Athletic. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Perfect. Good. Um, I just want to, I didn't, I call it Hatch in my, in all my notes, <laughs> but it's Hatch Athletic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So obviously, you know, without giving away too many goodies, but um, like yeah. you said, your driving factor behind that was obviously going through this yourself and not having anything in particular, you know, or anything that you felt was like a high enough quality to kind of bring you back to your training space. Um, What, what, what have you found during this journey of creating this program and how have you, you know, how have you really kind of found your space with all of that? Yeah. Um, it's a good question, and I think um, there are a couple of th- uh, there are a couple of offerings out there. They're mainly in America, um, and um, there is there is a growing there is a growing um, space for it there. I think women who are athletes that are having babies are coming to realise that that um, it's very very needed. Um, but yeah, as a physio, I kind of, I felt that extra responsibility to do something really high quality. And that was, uh, so basically Hatch, I'll explain what Hatch is. Hatch is, um, it's 12 weeks of online programming. Mm-hmm. So like you would get, like you would subscribe to an online CrossFit program, it's the same sort of thing. So you you just um, subscribe as a men- member, everything's online. It's all accessible from your your laptop, your mobile phone or tablet um there's even an app that you can access it through um and then it takes you through 12 weeks of postpartum rehab laced with crossfit nuances i would say <laughs> so it feels it feels very crossfitty hmm. but it's also a very comprehensive postpartum program and through those 12 weeks you go from very very basic um postpartum training Mm -hmm. even on that first week you I still make sure that you get a sweat after every single workout because that's what we love (laughs) um all the way to doing getting yourself back into the highly skilled movements like barbell work hanging from a bar doing pull-ups and beginning to introduce jumping um things like that snatching um working with dumbbells kettlebells overhead Mm-hmm. so and lots of sort of um rep schemes that you might recognize as well um there's modified versions of hero workouts and there's also a squat and deadlift program laced into there as well to keep the interest because frankly as a physio and i know this physio is boring <laughs> why it's true <laughs> it's true it is true and i even as um a patient yeah, I find it boring, and I'm sure you've had injuries as well, Ryan, where you've been given your exercises and you know that you should do them and you know how important they are. But how likely is it to actually do them exactly as they've been prescribed? Because they're so boring and no yeah. one does them. Yeah. So, so what I try to do, <laughs> especially when they're hard. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, they're going. Yes, yes, I agree. <laughs> Good old point. Um, so I'm trying to sort of I'm trying to understand the mindset of someone who's very competitive, very athletic, but is going through a very necessary period of time where they have to take a, that downshift. Mm. They have to sort of adjust their mindset and do the work. Yeah. But I also reward them by giving them tidbits of stuff that we love. Yeah. And 
and signs that we are progressing towards getting you back into the gym to do the things that you love. Yeah. And I think alongside that, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> alongside I think... that, I do a lot of mindset stuff. And yeah. that's where we really sort of um, get into the nitty gritty of hatches. There's so much mindset stuff and support in there. Well, I was about to say, I think such a big part, I mean, I have this conversation, I mean, I'm 30, so I am getting to that point where, um, you know, me and my partner are talking about having kids at some stage and uh, <laughs> everyone's like, you'll be fine. And I'm like, oh, we'll see. <laughs> I think, no, I definitely want to have kids. I definitely want to have kids. I just, for me, um, it's not the, the physical, um, the, like the obviously giving birth and your body changing all of that. I can adapt to, I think you're right in saying that, that mental, that mental portion and that feeling like I'm alone in that kind of point of yeah. my training and where I'm at is something that seems very daunting to me. Um, you know, having to scale back to, so severely from what I'm really, really used to. Um, it, it's, it's more of a mental challenge. It's not the physical challenge. It's, I know I could do all of those things. I know I can do, you know, can give birth. Obviously I was made to, I'm female. Um, I know I can give birth. I know I can recover. I know I can get myself physically back into training condition, but mentally and like emotionally, I know it's something that I would really, really struggle with. Yeah. Um, so having that community that might be doing, you know, or in the similar position to me, there isn't, there isn't really one, there isn't one. So, um, it's something that I think as a competitive athlete who is a female as well, who will potentially have children, something that I get really excited thinking about because it, it'll potentially be something that I have to go through myself as well you know, and I, I'm a very true believer in, I don't like programming for myself because right. I will overestimate and I will also underdo because I'll get bored and I know what I'm like. <laughs> so I like to have somebody else telling me what to do and I will feel responsible to them and I'll do those things. So for me, that's kind of how, I would see my rehab if I were ever to do that kind of thing. But the mental and emotional side of things is really quite confronting. It is. And I think there's a really, a really big, I, I, like, I like what you mentioned there about the community and the temptation to want to sort of rush it a little bit, I think is huge, especially amongst our, our demographic. Oh God. Yeah. Because it is our, it was our life. It is our life we are so used to that social mm. we're so used to that endorphin boost of like walking through the doors in that gym and, and and getting the pat on the back and sort of walking out again feeling better yeah. that a lot of women attempted to have their six-week check with their doctor and um, just go back and, to normal yeah and just go back into the gym and in inverted commas take it slowly and scale it and listen to their bodies mm. That's another common one. Um, but it's, that's quite, um, I, I would go so far as saying that's quite a dangerous territory because a lot of the damage that we can do to our bodies postpartum doesn't hurt at all. Yeah. Um, and I think um, listening to our bodies, especially in a CrossFit environment, is not accurate enough. It's very subjective. Mm. We're used to pushing hard. We're used to discomfort and we're used to that um, discomfort being um, interpreted as positive. Yeah. Um, so whether we have discomfort or whether we don't have discomfort, we're unlikely to be able to accurately estimate how hard we're pushing or what sort of damage we might be doing underneath it all, it's objectively. So, it's so funny because even my sister, someone who does not have a CrossFit background, she's done normal gym work. She's done a little bit of CrossFit, but not really. She's actually not somebody that likes to really go super hard. She's pretty controlled in everything that she does. But even after she gave birth, she was like, I want to run. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you need to just slow down. Like 
it, you, we underestimate all of those things. And I actually had a conversation with her, you know, she's nearly eight months post-pregnancy. And she said to me, she's like, I can feel when I'm training now, I can feel like when I get fatigued, my pelvic floor starts to go. And I'm like, see, this is why we don't, you know, we don't do the running and we don't jump straight back in. It's not because you can't physically do those things. It's that you, you literally housed a kid and then you pushed it out of your vagina. Your body needs to recover from that. Absolutely. You've got to, you've got to give it the credit it deserves. Your body's been through a massive, massive trauma, regardless of how straightforward the birth was. Yeah. Pelvic floor has still been through nine months of, of trauma. Weight. Constant yes. weight. That baby's using you as a trampoline and then you give birth either vaginally and have this big pelvic floor trauma. Yeah. Or you've got to have this big abdominal surgery yeah. that you need to rehab from. And you could be pain-free, but you've got to follow the process. You've yeah. got to follow that process that's progressive. You've got to put the reins on. <laughs> I know. And I think this is where this is where there's not, and I've had this conversation before with a lot of women that I work with, tra- women in the training heavyweights and lifting CrossFit style, it's, it's relatively new. You know, that style of training for women is relatively new. And I mean, within the last, you know, 15 years. So we don't have heaps of information available to us about what training coming in it in like while you're pregnant and while you're coming out after you've had the baby we don't have endless amounts of information on what that's meant to look like and how it can differ from person to person and we are obviously getting a lot more information in those areas and we're learning so much more um but that's why things like hatch and what you guys are doing is so important. And I think it is it's for women, specifically women who compete in any kind of sport, really, doesn't matter whether it's CrossFit or weightlifting or running or athletics, there still needs to be that point of recovery and bringing your body back to that, you know, kind of base level before going back to that full training capacity or even just starting training capacity increasing again, you know? Absolutely. And I, I, I love what you said, said there about the fact that there's just not enough information out there because it's mm. true. And there's, there's not been much clinical research out there in pregnancy and postpartum at all. Yeah. Um, I think from an ethical perspective, um, I think it only goes up to some of the research only goes up to um, women lifting up to 20 kilos, <laughs> which is like, which is like, um, our warm-up Well, <laughs> exactly and so there's nothing else exists at the moment yeah so it's our it's it's our responsibility well certainly my responsibility as a healthcare professional yeah to provide something that is based on the little bits of research that we've got but also based on personal and professional experience and also what I've done is I've gone out all over the world, believe it or not, I've gone out and tested it um, with healthcare professionals worldwide as well to make sure that they agree that this is this is half decent yeah. for what we to be doing. Um, so we've got approval from uh, physiotherapists and gynecologists and sports doctors in the US, the UK, Singapore, Australia and New Zealand now. That's so, and we're still going, we're still working on it. And that's like, it's a work in progress. It just keeps changing and evolving. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm like hell bent on making this very, very cl- clinically researched as much as possible without obviously being a clinical researcher myself. Yeah, I was about to say, I think it's, it's yeah, super amazing what we, what you will be able to achieve having putting women through these having it tested and you know endorsed by professionals and stuff like that the difference that you're going to be able to make to women but also the information we're going to be able to get and we're going to be able to collate so we can continue to help women in that field 
um, because ultimately that's, you know, that's exactly what you want. That's what I want. I want to make sure that, you know, if I ever go through my own pregnancy and I have to come out of it, I'm going to be able to function almost as close to, if not the same as what I did prior to having a baby. Um, you know, so I think it's so important and it, it actually gets me really excited to think about <laughs> what we can learn and how we can actually adapt and grow and develop women in that area. Yeah, absolutely. And just grow awareness and grow the respect for the female body and what it goes through during pregnancy and what the risks are afterwards. Um, you know, we've not gone into it today and I don't know whether it's really necessary today, but there are, there are risks and we certainly know that stress, urinary incontinence and things like that can be really rife in the CrossFit population, regardless of having a baby or not. And then I know there's so many women that are like, oh yeah, I pee every time I do double unders. Like, no, that should be happening. <laughs> <laughs> this should not be normal. This is normalized, but it should not be normal. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we know it's really common anyway. And then you have a baby or two or three babies and yeah. it's pretty pretty much like in the 80, 90, 100 percentile that women are wetting themselves. And, um, so what are, what, what are some things that women do face? Obviously issues like that, like you might pee yeah. yourself. What are some other things that, they, that can come up? So if somebody is experiencing this themselves, they can be like, oh, maybe I need to go yeah. do something about this. Well, certainly pre-pregnancy, if you're wetting yourself on double unders or box jumps or heavy lifting um, pre-pregnancy, yeah. you, you know, statistically speaking, this is actual clinical research stats, that if you wet yourself before you're pregnant, the chances of you wetting yourself after pregnant increases by five times. Oh so, my God. So basically, it, it's, it's pretty much a given. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've worked out. So what you need to do and the joy of this this is not negativity this is not um doom and gloom the joy of of stress your inner continence is it can be fixed yeah. <laughs> with pelvic floor physiotherapy and a bit of hard work and all that boring all that boring stuff we talked about earlier but um you know like an ankle injury or like a shoulder injury it's it's something that's not quite working properly that needs to be fixed and rehabbed and this is what gets me right so if you had any athlete who has just, for example, me, just had a knee reconstruction, you yeah. are not going to pick a barbell up six weeks later and start squatting. So, yeah, why, squat yeah. <laughs> so why, after pushing a human out of you, are you going to try and do that? Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it doesn't make any sense to me that we, I mean, as women – Yes, like there is so much joy and everything around having a child that, you know, we sometimes forget, but the trauma that we're actually putting our body through is so severe and we're not letting ourselves fully heal from it properly. But it's like, you'll injure your knee, your shoulder, you'll have surgery. You'll, you'll, you'll be like, oh no, I can't put my arms over my head. My surgeon said like, it'll hurt my, but you'll push a child out and you'll be like, let me run now. <laughs> well, it's an invisible injury, isn't it? And also there's a lot of social pressures there. Yeah um from social media and all these fit pregnancies and women are bouncing back into the gym miraculously as if they've never had a child <laughs> but the fact of the matter is just going back to the previous point is if you do get under a barbell too soon or jump too soon or run too soon and don't do the pelvic floor rehab you are a massive increased risk of pelvic organ prolapse mm. and, and that's pelvic organ prolapse just explain what that is for anyone who might not know so basically your pelvic floor um, is designed to hold up your pelvic organs in place. And it's like a sling attached by loads of ligaments um, within your pelvic, um, within your pelvis and uh, your pelvic girdle. And sometimes due to various injuries of the pelvic floor, for example, or weaknesses um, within that region due to um, irregular what we call pressure regulation mm. or you're unable to completely control your pelvic floor or your whole abdominal cavity for reasons I might um, sort of touch on in a second mm. um, one of your pelvic organs actually falls out of you in a certain way or bulges out 
That's so right. That she said, bulges out of you. <laughs> I know it sounds awful, but it's, it can be, there are varying degrees. You can have state pelvic organ, organ prolapse various stages of, mm. but you can have um, a uterine pelvic organ prolapse. You can have a bladder pelvic organ prolapse. You can have a vaginal prolapse. So you, your vagina would end up sort of collapsing into itself, but you can also have um, an anorectal pelvic, um, organ prolapse as well. So that um, sounds as bad as I think it is. <laughs> And, and some of them, a lot of them aren't painful, but you can feel the pressure and you can feel the pressure of this, um, this organ essentially um, pushing down. in the wrong place, pushing yeah. down. Um, and with organs without the right support and without the right sling or, of muscle holding it up in place, you are then susceptible to other problems. So. Yeah. Um, you're unstable in that area, so you, you, you will eventually have um, some sort of um, instability and potentially some incontinence yeah. of, of uh, either bladder or bowel. This is like a major, the major stuff. Yeah. I'm just, I don't want to scare yeah. monger, but this is when it goes wrong. No, but that's what I think. I mean, if I hadn't had conversations like this with other people, I never would have known these things. Right. And I think yeah how little we actually do know about this stuff is super scary because I've had conversations with women that I train who have had babies and they don't know anything about it. And this no. is what bothers me. And this is why I wanted you to explain exactly what that is. Because if you said to 23 year old me, like, Hey, if you don't do this properly, but you have a kid, you, you might get, you know, like anal prolapse like uh, my brain would have exploded and that's obviously <laughs> i would i'm just gonna say that's not hugely common and those stage prolapses that i talk about i'm on the severity very common. they're yeah. not that severity isn't that common yeah um, especially in the athletic populations you know you you will have a stronger pelvic floor for sure but um another stat for you is 50 percent of women who have had a baby will have some form of some form of symptomatic or asymptomatic pelvic organ prolapse. But that's this is that's, why, that's that's way too common. That's way yeah. too common. You know, like yeah. that shouldn't be happening. And no. that's why, again, why I think these like what you're doing is so important because I do believe that you know the long term effects like there are women that have had severe prolapses and can't like, can't carry children normally. Like, do you know what I mean? They can't have another child. They can't be. So yeah. it, it doesn't just, yeah. Like I don't, like you said, I don't want to scare people, but I want everyone to have the information because that rehab is so important and it should be taken seriously, especially if you want to come back to a competitive state. Absolutely. And you want longevity. You love, we love, we, we love CrossFit. We love our, our fitness and our sport. And that's why we're here in the first place. So running back in too quickly might be fun in the short term and give you that boost and that endorphin hit now. But yeah, what about the long term? What about, you know, CrossFit, amazing. You've got master's categories up to the age of 80 now. <laughs> Come on, girls. Yeah, you the time. <laughs> you know we're having babies just halfway through our crossfit careers now yeah exactly so the program hatch athletic is you would say is more specific to that higher level athlete or can anyone do can anyone at any stage yeah that's a great question um i don't want it to be too exclusive um hatch athletic i think um when i named it i have had a few questions from from girls saying, oh, I don't know whether I am an athlete, you know, and I say this, I say, um, if you're used to going to the gym between four and six times a week, yeah. if you like to push yourself to red line or to that feeling of squirming around on the floor afterwards in a pile yeah. of sweat and dribble. Yeah. If you're used to squatting under a barbell, that's your body weight, maybe 50, 60, 70 kilos. Yeah. 
um, then you're very much the athlete. Yeah. So regardless of whether you were competitive, elite level athlete, we are talking about a population of women who are doing exceptional fitness. Yeah. If you think about walking into a Globo gym and, and what sort of fitness classes you would be offered there and then compare it to when you first set foot in the CrossFit gym to where you're at now, mm. regardless of whether you're an elite level competitive CrossFit athlete, you are very much an athlete and you are exceptionally fit. Yeah. And you know, we're still having, we're still having babies. So give yourself the credit. Um, a lot of women there are saying, oh, I do CrossFit three or four times a week, but I'm not an athlete. Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, and you must treat your body in that way as well. Yeah. And that goes for sleep. It goes for nutrition. It goes for all of the recovery advice that we give as well as coaches. Yeah. Um, is, this is a population of women who are holding down jobs, who are having babies, but they're also training friggin' hard. Yeah. And the guidelines need to be adjusted slightly for this exceptional population of women. Yeah. Yeah, because so, I, I think that's the other thing as well, is, is it's like the work that, and I just use me as an example, I'm going to do versus the work that, say, someone who's never done any exercise ever in their life, is yes. going to be slightly different um yeah. and that's that's fine you know that that journey's still important and they still are going to have to have do work and it's going to be hard and challenging for them um but it's still going to be different so you're for somebody who is trained and has experience in that area i think it's yeah it's important like you said like even if you're doing crossfit two or three times a week like you're still training really hard and yeah. you are still very much an athlete that if you were to have a child or if you, you would need to go through those protocols coming out of um, having a baby. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. then, yeah, it's definitely suited to the elite athlete. In fact, I've just taken on a, game, a games athlete. Oh, exciting. Um, yeah, she's a master's uh, games athlete from... 2017 um called ursula and she has just started hatch having had her baby um so and she she loves it she she says it's great you know you can pick your weights you can you can pick how how much you progress based on what your previous strength was mm. uh, because everyone's different and and that's the joy of it as well is that um you if know you, you can change it and you can and you can, you can. make it work for you Absolutely. And I don't let, I don't let you skip ahead. <laughs> um, so by saying that I'm not letting Ursula get under a 70 kilo barbell in week one. Yes. So um, <laughs> yeah, um, everything is, is done progressively. The workouts are released over time Yeah. because I know we're all very competitive and once you've completed, no. <laughs> <laughs> once you've completed a set week, then the next week is released and so on and so forth. And then you get all your mindset support and um how to approach these early mother motherhood weeks as well alongside your training all gets all sent to you alongside that so that's so yeah. um what do you reckon i mean like you said there's like i i honestly know like less than a handful of um post um, partum training programs um but what do you think you guys really what do you think is one of your major differences like what sets you apart from the other ones that you've seen or you might have experienced yourself yeah i think um two things one i'm a physio so i've designed it with that in mind yeah and i've worked alongside a lot of women's health physios to create this yeah um, and the second thing would be all that mindset stuff. I have, I don't know another postpartum program for athletic women that does so much work on, um, mental health, yeah. goal setting, um, like celebrating the small wins, that sort of thing. That's so, so important in those early days and like how to navigate, how to sort of put a structure in place and get these workouts done and feel good about them. Yeah. Um, there are pro a few programs there and they send you your workout, but there's so much more to training than just a workout on a piece of paper. In fact, I would go so far as saying a program is, is, a pro is not really a program without all the rest around it, you know? Yeah. Um, 
that goes into it. So yeah, I would say that's what sets us apart, miles apart, to be honest. And that's what I needed was all that support and like, how on earth do I get this done? And how do I feel, how do I feel that I'm actually making progress here and that I'm gonna get back in the gym and I will be linking 10, 15, 20 toes to bar in the end, you know? It's funny because I'm such a goal orientated person. Like I need something to work for constantly because that's yeah. what that's what keeps me moving. That's what keeps me driven, um, you know? So knowing that I think, I would have that kind of structure in place for myself, having goals and writing all of that. You underestimate. I do that for myself now. Like, why wouldn't I do it post-pregnancy? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know that, like I said, because it would just be such a mental battle for me. It's not the physical stuff. It's the mental stuff. And it's almost slowing yourself down and not rushing and trying to stay present and appreciate those small wins as you get them. You, you know, it's, I, and maybe I only feel that way because I've come back from two knee surgeries and I've had to do the same thing. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it's like, I had to have, I remember the second time I did my knee, I literally planned backwards. I wrote my program like up until I was like able to, like I knew I'd be able to squat again. And I had everything yeah. planned down to the day because I knew if I didn't have that and I didn't have something to constantly work for, it would yeah. feel too overwhelming and you would feel like lost. And what am I doing? Where am I going? I don't even know. And then you've got a kid and you're like, I'm not sleeping. I don't know what's going on. I'm so emotional. Like <laughs> all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the, I think that's the best example is is liken it to a knee injury yeah um, yeah and you can you can plot ahead but it's those little those little steps that you made every day and that you recorded it you, you said you wrote it down somewhere yeah it's those little steps that you write you tick it off every day that day's done it's done now I've done that work yeah and now moving forwards and yeah. then the next day and the next day and the next day and suddenly it's done and you can move forwards with your, with your training and it's great. And you and can be celebrating. Okay. Yeah. You're all good to do all of the things that you wanted to do. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So just one last question. How did you come up with the name Hatch Athletic? Uh, it's a pun on the word Hatch, of course, <laughs> like an egg. Yeah. Um, it's yeah hatching an egg I like the idea I thought it was kind of cute <laughs> I, love it. I, I just think it's such a good name I love it <laughs> but it wasn't too cheesy so yeah. um it just stuck and then I wanted to put the athletic in there as well because it is definitely designed for our demographic um yeah. because we, we really need it so I needed the ladies to know that <laughs> Yeah, that's good. So the, my other question, as just as well in relation to the program, so it's a 12 weeks. Um, does it start after the six-week checkup? Or, yeah, okay, so you have to have your pelvic floor checked at six weeks, and then you can start the program. Yeah, that's it. You, so you, every woman that gives birth will automatically go and see their medical professional at six weeks postpartum. Yeah. Yeah, but I highly recommend that everyone also at the same time goes to be seen by a women's health physio. Yeah. It's not standard practice in many countries yet. No, unfortunately. That, that I remember having to say to my sister, I'm like, you need to go at six weeks and have everything yeah. tested. And, just, yeah. and she was like, what? And I was like, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's so important. It's so important. And um, it's one of my big, big, dreams and goals is to make it more accessible for women to yeah. get that six week check from a women's health physio not just from your gp because a gp will say how are you feeling you know um you know they'll they'll check x y and z but they're not going to do your pelvic floor exam that's for sure and they're not going to tell you about diastasis which we've not we've not covered today but there's so much stuff on the website that you can access on that so i won't go into that too much today um but they don't have that specific knowledge about women's pelvic health at all. Um, yeah. They're just a general medical check. So to go and see a women's health physio is paramount, like very important. And once you've done that, you can sign up to Hatch Athletic and yeah. away you go for 12 weeks. 
and we get you back into the gym so you do that for 12 weeks either in your um in your home gym ideally would be like open gym yep so that you've got all the kit but we also because of covid and everything i designed hatch that you can do it at home as well mm-hmm. <clears throat> um with minimal kit um and there's a kit list i don't know whether you want me to go into it now but there yeah, is a kit go, list. Through, go through it tell us what would be involved um, if you need to do it at home, you need a, a firm couch or a box or a crate or something that you can do box step ups onto. Yeah. Um, you need a broomstick. <laughs> Everyone's got one of those. Yeah. You need two resistance bands, the thin red resistance bands. Mm. So two of those um, without any perish in them as well, because we do use them a lot and we don't want them snapping on you. Yeah. Um, you need a selection of hand weights. Now, I've I've got a girl that's done this with no hand weights because she made all of her own. <laughs> oh my goodness! So cool. So there is if you don't if you can't get dumbbells and kettlebells, you can still do this, but you have to be really creative. Yeah. Um, and you make them with tins of beans wrapped in plastic bags and books in backpacks and things like that and sandbags. Okay. Yeah weighted objects um but in an ideal world if you've got some hand weights like a selection of singles or or doubles um of like i would say maybe a five a seven and a ten maybe a twelve like a little selection that incrementally increase and then a kettlebell or two would be good as well because we we do kettlebell swings but again when we do kettlebell swings you can always do a dumbbell swing instead yeah and I've even got a video of a weighted object, random weighted weighted object kettlebell swing. So there is, when there's a will, there's a way. (laughs) Um, But with our squat and deadlift programs, you need a backpack that you can fill with some serious heavy stuff like gravel or heavy water bottles. Yeah. And and we do do wall balls in the program. But if you've not got a wall ball, then we end up doing weighted object backpack thrusters instead. So there's yeah. always a way. Yeah, I think yeah. that's, uh, you know, that's one thing COVID's definitely made us all um, adapt to is being able to find objects at home and train with them. <laughs> Absolutely. And this is the point, isn't it? This is the point across it. Functional fitness that's varied. Yeah. Um, but otherwise the program can be done like in an open gym at your normal yeah. gym. Yeah. Open gym. Open gym is great because you've got access to erg machines and we do do a fair bit in the gym style program. Mm. Um, and the options are all, when you buy hatch, you can have a look at the at home program and have a look at the gym program and you can mix and match as well. Oh, that's um, cool. But you can, uh, we start with a lot of sort of airdyne or, um, echo bike sort of assault bike. Yeah. work mm-hmm. um and then we move on to introducing ski erg and rower in there later on yeah um, so if you do have an open gym membership then great because you can get familiar with those with the, that kit again and also we reintroduce the barbell um which i think is kind of important if you're wanting to get back into the the whole the whole gym scene but like i said no pressure if you can't and or if you're in an area that's still in lockdown you yep. can still get some really good rehab at home with the at home version yeah yeah and i think even like a lot of globo gyms these days have like a full functional area anyway so even if you're at a globo gym i'm sure they'll have kettlebell well they've got dumbbells they've got kettlebells um and yeah. most of them yeah. will have like a rower and a bike and stuff Exactly, and they're open for more flexible hours as well, so that's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, where can they find you? Where's your all your information, like website, Instagram, everything like that? Okay. Um, www.hatchathletic.com is our website, and that's got a lot of pregnancy resources, a very active blog yeah. going on there. We recently had a nutritionist. We've got a sports psychologist writing for us there. Amazing. Um, about double unders, stress during your incontinence, training through the trimesters, all sorts of stuff on there. That's cool. Um, we've also got quite a busy Instagram page, which is hatch underscore athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of those posts also go on to Facebook, which is just facebook.com forward slash hatch athletic. 
That's amazing. And um, you uh, you did a live webinar the other week. Do you have any more of those coming up? Yeah, we're going to do a postpartum one. That's the plan. Oh, um, <laughs> so yeah, we did a we did a pregnancy and CrossFit webinar a week ago. Yeah, that was really cool. I have to say. <laughs> As a physio and a CrossFit coach, however, I am still working on my digital skills. <laughs> and um, I was, I could not for the life of me work out how to get my picture on top of my presentation. So it's, it looks like a very sort of clinical, <laughs> <laughs> like a university presentation with this like lecturer speaking over the top. And it, that wasn't my design at all. But if, so if anyone out there could tell me how to, <laughs> how to put my smiling face over the top of a presentation whilst I'm going through it, that'd be great. Um, but yes. I'm not technically <laughs> advanced. I cannot help you, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, it's so weird going from working with people one-on-one -on -one, like all the time to yeah. like digital stuff but yes we plan on doing a postpartum and CrossFit webinar very very soon as soon as Ralph my baby gives me some time at lunchtime to prepare that yeah <laughs> oh, well, that'll be good so keep an eye out for that webinar and I mean obviously you're always doing stuff like that so for any women going through pregnancy it's a good kind of resource to have especially you know if you're in that training environment like you said um or yeah, you there are, you just there are to... free resources online as well yeah awesome um, and so. if someone wanted to do the program or they wanted to follow along with it that can all be accessed online and everything like that yeah you buy it through the website um yeah. easy that gives you access to the portal Yep. Everywhere, anywhere. Perfect. Um, uh, well, that's it really. I think we covered everything and um, sufficiently scared women about... Uh... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I went into the depths of that, but um, yeah, maybe, maybe it was necessary. I don't know. I don't want to scare women. <laughs> no, and I don't want women to be scared. I just want them to take the rehab seriously because I want everyone to come back and be in like fighting form and not feel like they've got all these issues that hold them back from doing the things that they really love. Yeah. And that's, that's the end of it. And that's why, why we, we do this, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, cool. Well, I'll put all of your information in the um, little caption for the podcast. So if anybody wants to find you, they can just go on there. It'll all be there. Um, but I'm so glad that we did this and we finally got it done. Me too. I'm so glad. I've really enjoyed it as well. I feel like we've put the world to rights and women's health and CrossFit has been great. Yes. <laughs>